What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special Wednesday night episode of Orange and Blue Thing here from Hot Pog, Long Island, New York, where it feels like Florida, even though it's not. We're both wearing shorts. I thought I was going to be the only one rocking shorts tonight. It's uh, Dude, come on, come on. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. What up? We got Tim Fitzpatrick on the uh, other side of the proverbial glass here tonight, fielding your calls, doing it a little bit all before you take off and uh, go to Port St. Lucie. Yeah, uh, Port St. Lucie tomorrow morning. You just asked me when the flight was, and I said I, ca- I kind of don't even know. Yeah, that you the need next to year. know. I think it's 10 a.m., but whatever. I mean, obviously I didn't pack yet, but I'll get to that later. I, I always do last-minute packing, what I really need for three days. But, um, yeah, I'm really pumped about it, spring training. It feels like spring now. Obviously in a couple of days, I don't know what the weather's yeah. like going to be here in a couple of days, but 75, I think, in Manhattan today. Obviously it gets a little bit warmer in the city with all that concrete. It holds the temperature well. But, um, yeah, also pretty warm out here as well. So it's, it's been a nice day. I'm not hating it. <laughs> so. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, indeed. Cheers to spring training really starting in a couple days. Cheers to Tim. Cheers to you guys at home. Yeah, so games kick off on Friday, which is awesome. You'll be there with the group Saturday. Yep. I mean, I have a little bit of spring fever. I'm not going to lie. A little FOMO or no? When was the last time you were there? Was it like when we first kind of met? Yeah, twenty. it was 2013. 13. 13, really? Yeah, we first met in 2010. 12 that city but yeah, yeah. We, you know we hung out a little bit more yeah but then florida. we got we got to hang out in florida that's when i covered them and then yeah so that was the last time i actually haven't been out of town on a vacation we figured out in like almost three years no way yeah yeah so i mean i consider this a vacation the fam comes and everything but i am still working yeah you know? of course uh i found out recently i'm actually going back to spring training next month not outing related so that's going to feel pretty cool to go back and not ha- to go for leisure more so oh, yeah? than just like work what are you doing leisure. down there uh, I got an offer, and I said, yeah, I'll be there. So, All right. Well, <laughs> couldn't say no to that. There we go. I hit up Lizzie, I hit up Lizzie to say that uh, I can't make it to her birthday because her birthday is the following day. But um, Kelly said yes, so we're going. Cool. It's, it's going to be fun. But, yeah, it's my seventh year. I, c- I can't believe it. I looked it up uh, today, actually. My first time ever going down, I kind of like did a docu, whatever, mm-hmm. before like vlogging was a thing. Yeah, I remember. And made like a, way too long because it was like 17 minutes of me. Half of it was me driving that no one really wants to watch that. But, uh, um, yeah, seven years goes very, 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 very fast. And, obviously, the seven lines changed immensely since 2012. That was my first year. But uh, we talked about this last week. I don't know if you did any more watching. I know last night was the hockey and, and the Team USA is out, but have you yeah. watched any more of the Olympics? I've watched zero of the Olympics. <laughs> zero. What about Tim? You watching the Olympics? A- absolutely nothing. I, I watched <laughs> the, the highlights of the curling uh, that people post on Twitter, but I, I'm not up that early, and I'm, I'm winding down for bed when it's that late. Uh, well, so am I, but I, you, know, you just brought up curling because I, I heard something recently or read something recently i don't know if it was like it may have been a barstool thing i've been listening to the barstool breakfast a little yeah. bit um what are you gonna you're laughing because you know what i'm gonna say i i, I <laughs> i'm laughing because i don't know where this is gonna go if there was a sport in the olympics that you think you could train at and and actually be a part of the olympics right. what, what would it be if there's any any in the winter olympics is there one sport i don't know if that was one of their topics i'm completely jacking their segment if it is or maybe it was something no, around Twitter, I, but I don't know man i because i already shit on curling about a month ago and i got the, the long island curling association came back and me like did you have yeah. no idea what this is about you should come try it i honestly feel and like jay tried it she told me it actually is very difficult I, it's got to be i feel like that's the allure of some of half of these but olympic as, as sports as they look as super like, easy but they're not as far as like uh, physical ability I mean, some things are just natural, but you don't have to be like in shape to be a curler. 
Right? I don't. I think you no, probably right? do. You it's probably like bowling. You don't, don't you need. Don't you need like core strength to like you make like sure you smash s- a six pack, sweep some ice, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want the Long Island curling association. Well, I'm going to say curling. Me. I don't know if you have an answer that I kind of hit you blindside. I on don't. That, I don't. I, I would always thought that it was uh, something like skeleton, which is like you just have to have insane. Oh, that's like the bobsled. It's but it's like. Just a dude flying down there. But <laughs> a guy that graduated two years after me in my high school that I know, John Daly, who's from Smithtown, um, he is an, a three-time Olympian, and it's exceedingly difficult. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't think I could do any Olympic sport, or else wouldn't I be a, an Olympian? No. You, I mean, if you just have to commit and, and have the, the time to train for something. There's a girl from California, the yeah, skier. But, did you see that? Yeah, but these people. She these, compete. She, did you see it? She, there was 20, 24 places. She got so far down as 24th. It's not, unbelievable. She entered the downhill half-pipe skiing for women because yeah. it's like a brand-new event. Uh-huh. She's an American, but she has ties. Uh, her grandparents are from maybe I think it's uh, – I don't want to butcher. Maybe it's Hungary or something. She somehow got to – be on their team. She's uh-huh. an Olympian. Did no tricks. Got this far out of the half pipe, and it was just like a joke. Like she did it just to say I was an Olympian. But give me a break. Do you have an answer, Tim? Do you think there's something that you could actually train at and be good at a- enough? Absolutely not. Any any of them? I'm just <laughs> I'm too short. I think to be to be an Olympian. But you know general, what? To be world class at anything. There is something that you are excellent at that a lot of Olympians can't say they've done. You actually threw a no hitter, which is great. That's right. I, I did. This is true. If you want to talk to us about any of the topics tonight, which you actually don't even really know what the topics are, but uh, it was in the Facebook post, uh, 631-388-5195. You get to talk to Tim, talk to us, and uh, give us your two cents about all things Mets. Uh, just a note here I saw earlier today that they did announce the starting rotation for this weekend uh, down at the, at the games. Friday will be Wheeler, Saturday is Lugo, and Sunday is Gesselman. Yeah, how do you not know? Because, because I, I, now that when we're sitting together, I always want to say Gesselman or yeah. Jesselman because the first day, our episode one, I couldn't even say his real yeah. name. But I know, obviously, now it's Gesselman. Uh, so if you're heading down to Florida, those other guys, you're going to see. We do have a call coming in. Maybe Tim can go check that out as we move on to our next topics here. Uh, there was a big one that came up on Saturday in the morning. Actually, Friday night. And I texted you on Saturday morning. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, bud, um, do you want to write anything on the blog about this this whole Trump thing? And you said, what Trump thing? Yeah. And I sent you the link and um, off we went. I don't even know what you wrote back. You went, oh, boy, or something, yeah, something just, along those lines. It, yeah, because, you know, anything involving Trump is going to be a thing. All right. So, well, you know, as far as sports are concerned, you know, yeah. just to preface this whole thing, Brian and I are good friends. Now, we just talked about it, how many years we do this every Thursday night. We don't talk politics. Not really, you know, no. uh, we, we talk baseball. We talk drinking beers. We hang out. We like each other. We like each other's families. I don't care about your political views and you don't care about my political views. I mean, not you saying, care about mine. I'm they're but, very good. No, no but you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't we don't get to that. Yeah, because, of course. Like, that's, that's whatever. whatever. And, you know, when this thing came out on Friday night, my first reaction was, why would he be invited to a uh, team building exercise? Mm-hmm. And if you don't if you don't have the you know, if you're not watching us live, we're talking about Donald Trump Jr. posing with the fo- with the, the players on the beach during their shark uh, outing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so um, that was my first thing. Like, why is he even there? He shouldn't be there. It's a team thing. And then it came up that coincidentally he was there. I saw other photos with family members and, and kids and stuff on the mm-hmm. beach. So um, obviously um, the uh, Internet went wild. And, um, you know, what do you think about it? So we, I, I wrote a blog post. I sent it to you first to say, what do you think? You said it's good. Fire away. And, yeah. and we, away we went. Uh, I mean, well, look, let me just say this. If Let's start here. 
this obviously was like an impromptu thing, and no one's going to get fired over this or anything. I know that any thing and anything in close proximity to Trump is like is controversial and I get it or his family and I get that and trust me there are many many ways I agree with that um that being said I mean what are you supposed to say in this situation like you're supposed to let it dictate who you're going to root for and in baseball you're going to because they ran into the guy on the beach what are they supposed to do they're just supposed to see this guy and be like oh god no get away from me I know this is toxic I mean, probably shouldn't have posted it on social media. Probably should have foreseen that being a problem. Um, but look, and the other thing I have to say is, guys, if you're looking for a liberal in in a baseball clubhouse, you might be looking for a while. That's, that's all I'm and saying. And that's kind of like, what I wrote in the blog post. And I wasn't shitting or poo-pooing on anyone's political views. People kind of took that. They read it and took it in a way where I'm. I was supposed to be writing it as like a pro-Trump thing. No, I, mean, like, I don't cool. think it was. And I was like, no, it's. I well, understand where me, you're coming put, from. Let's put all cards on the table. I edited it. I am not a Trump guy. I'm probably one of the more progressive people you're ever going to meet. Like, I, I, I wanted Bernie Sanders to be president. So there you go. You guys can all <laughs> yell about it, and I don't really care because um, I'm educated and I'm and I know what my opinions are. So whatever. Neither here nor there. Like. I don't think you were supporting Trump. One or the other. I don't think the Mets were supporting Trump. All we're saying is that... For me, it was supposed to be neutral. And it was like, listen, if you don't like this, cool. If you do like it, cool. Because you know what I mean? Like, you're put in the middle. I'm like, my only thing was, you can't be mad at a coincidence. And if it really was a coincidence, and Philip Evans posted it, I think it was Philip Evans... He took it down yeah, and whatever, that was it. Man. It was over with. Like, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do now? You're gonna. Nikki said the next day, like, oh, you know, next time I want to go on the beach, I'll coordinate with Secret Service, make sure I'm not too close. Right. You I know mean, what I mean? Like, whatever. give me a break. What What do you What do you even say? What What do you say? I, I, I'm so exasperated by it because there are so many. We could get into so many political, uh, different kind of divestitures in the in the uh, in the conversation here. It can go on a bunch of different tangents. And they would all be valid. And I understand people that just the sheer look of Donald Trump Jr.'s face or, or anybody related to the Trump family infuriates them. I don't necessarily think that's uh, invalid. But that being said, you're like, I, I don't know. I just I whatever, man. It, this didn't rub me the wrong way at all. It just struck. my whole thing was, you know, I just wanted to write the blog post and I highlighted a couple tweets here. You know, one guy says he's selling his stuff. Uh, Maggie says that uh, she she would sacrifice Donald Trump being eaten by a shark. Yeah, uh, I thought that was kind know. of funny. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if she's trying looking for humor, but you know what I mean? When when people put stuff out like this, it's almost like, um, you know, you obviously know that you're going to get a reaction. Right. But some people take it a little bit too far and, and they don't yeah. want to take the team's word for it being an actual coincidence. Well, but, you know, you got Tom's tweets up there. Yeah, well, Tom Watson, Tom's I mean, just, yeah, he's just a, whatever. Yeah, with that I, guy. I just don't get that. I've been coming back and forth with him since like 2012. Yeah, so. I've had him blocked since like 2013 <laughs> or whatever. Sorry, Tom. So anyway, um, uh, Trump Jr. is in the news again today. And obviously, you know, like we just said, uh, a lot of them, the Trump family, don't really hold their tongues and they get involved on stuff on the Internet that they probably shouldn't. And this is a prime example. Uh, everything that happened last week in Florida, there were some tweets put up mm-hmm. by some some conspiracy theorists saying uh, this one of these kids is a, is a crisis actor or something. And he liked it. Mm. So that's obviously a complete no, no. Right. Um, yeah. Just to tie that in, the Mets did uh, come out and say today that 
with everything going on in Florida, they are going to wear the hats of Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School on Friday to honor those in Parkland, Florida. Mm-hmm. And what they are going to be doing after the game is they are going to be signing them and uh, raffling them off, and all the money is going to go towards the uh, benefit of the official victims fund via the Broward Education Foundation, which yeah. I think is an excellent move. It's excellent. Um, it it was a kind of a league wide initiative. A few teams reached out uh, that are Grapefruit League teams. Obviously, there's a huge connection with baseball in Florida. Um, obviously, uh, my the Miami Marlins are in close proximity, so there's that. Um, look, it's amazing. It's 20 out of the 30 teams. I think at the very least, uh, we're planning on wearing the caps. New era is going to make them. Oh, wow. really? Uh, really? Yeah. New era is making the caps. And, uh, I think, uh, beat reporter for the Marlins had the, what the cap is going to look like. It, I think it's great. I think it's incredible. Uh, the Mets are going to do it. I know the Braves said they're going to do it. A That's lot great. of, a lot That's of teams, great. the Marlins are going to wear special shirts, um, and, uh, a patch on their Jersey for Friday's game. So it's incredible that that I mean, that tragedy is something that obviously we've seen too much of in this country and uh, enough's enough with this. It's ridiculous. And I mean, not that we want to put ourselves in the situation where like everyone, not everyone, but people um, like you say, want have an opinion about everything. But mm-hmm. we have uh, a friend yeah. who is actually went to the high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Loretta. So, yeah. you know, obviously uh, she had very close ties to the school she went there and mm-hmm. she was you know not directly affected uh because she wasn't down there but uh obviously some coaches and and you know faculty and, yeah. and whatever are still in the situation so our yeah, hearts go out to everybody it's terrible you know um, it's what do you even say but right. great move by by uh major league baseball i didn't know it was a t- it was more than just the match yeah great. yeah and and teams, i mean they play in florida you and teams training in cactus in florida. league are going to do it too so i think That's it's great. great i think it's great I, th- I think we did have a call on the line maybe he didn't want to wait because we started uh, talking about something else but i'm looking over here and i don't see a name on the queue uh, I, let me just double check. No, we do. All right. So, uh, <laughs> what's up, Tom from Holtzville? What's going on, dude? How's it going, guys? It's going. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Mets bullpen and get your guys' opinion on this. Uh, I know that uh, Callaway talked about using the committee approach or using the best available, and I know around the league that they said that they were going to do this. Uh, Alex Cora talked about in Boston using the best reliever in the best situation in the seventh inning on. I'm just a little concerned that, you know, Familia, we had a small sample size last year coming off the injury, and A.J. Ramos was a little shaky last year. I remember watching a bunch of games, and he'd come in, load the bases. He'd get himself out of it a few times, but... It was a lot of uh, situations that concerned me with A.J. Ramos, especially, you know, he was an all-star back in Miami. Uh, I was a little worried about that. Do you think that's going to work in New York with him coming in in the ninth inning if we use Familia in the seventh or eighth? Yeah, I think those are all good points, Tom, and and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, I think that Ramos obviously has a little bit of a problem with control um, and command. Uh, 1.415 whip last year, so that is not necessarily what you want to see. But he has the stuff to get out of it, as you've said. Um, The secondary pitches are very good. Um, It's all a matter with Ramos of of control. And, And you look back at what he's done in the past, um, well, this is a perfect example. Just looking at his baseball reference page right here. Um, 
Let's see what we got. 1.4 uh, whip last year. It was 1.359 uh, in 2016 when he was an all-star. But the year before that, in 2015, it was 1.00. So, I mean, Ramos is the kind of guy who, as long as he's commanding the strike zone, he's going to get his outs. Um, he might make it a little cardiac-inducing. But, yeah, I think overall he's going to be just fine. The The thing with the bullpen is this. Um I think too often, Terry ran his bullpen very traditionally. And uh, and I think one of the things we touched on with Mickey when we had him on was that he's not going to necessarily do that. And he's going to clearly articulate to the guys, look, this is what I expect from you on a nightly basis. If it's Tuesday and I tell you you're off, you're off. And that's I don't care if Bryce Harper's up with bases loaded and two out in the ninth. If I told Blevins he's off, he's off. Because it's not fair to, for me to not have him mentally prepared and then get him you know, hot in the bullpen. So it doesn't, I think with altered expectations and setting guys up to be in the best position to succeed, I do think it's going to work much, much better because that was Terry's big problem. Was did, you, did you see that thing that came up today? Uh, I don't know if it's just rumor or whatnot, but the um, there was something floating around. I think it was yesterday, late in the day, and I saw it today. I don't know who posted it, but there was a Major League Baseball said that they might try to do something to put more excitement to the game by in the ninth yes. inning. Putting, you can put anyone you put, want. Put your to best hit. hitters up. Yeah. yeah, they said it's the only sport where you don't put your best guys up when the game is on the line. So is that something? That it's never going to happen. But, the, but uh, what I mean, it is a certain. It is certainly interesting to think about. So the the way they were wording it was. Um, in the ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth, uh, if, if the home team is down, I guess they can send up anyone they want. Right. As the, as you know, if the three, four, five made the last outs in the eighth inning, three, four, five can make the you know be the batting lineup in the bottom I, of the ninth. I, I mean, it's not going to happen, it's but it's not certainly interesting happen, to think about. And I understand the parallel. Like you can put out your last line, you know, your best line in hockey when you're trying it when you pull the net, uh, when you pull uh, pull the goalie. You know, I get the analogy, right? right, right I get right. it. Um, but no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't even want to waste <laughs> words on it, but no. We are going to jump uh, ahead here from what we have on the, on the sheet just because it makes sense. We were just talking about the bullpen. But uh, also, share the show right now. We are going to give away a gift card just like we did last week. All you got to do is share the show if you're watching live. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about Zach Wheeler to the bullpen. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, look. Tim, you wrote this blog post today. Right. Tim wrote about it a few weeks ago and said that that might be something that would be worth doing for them. I think that it is. He throws hard. He has secondary stuff that could play very well in the bullpen. The command, same thing with as Ramos. The command has been a bit of an issue. And out of the bullpen, that's not what you want to see. Uh, but look, Zach obviously is in a situation right now where he's probably on the outside of the rotation looking in. I think... Especially since since our last show, they made another signing on Friday. They brought in Vargas. That's right. We didn't talk about that. That's right. right. Yeah. So Jason and he was justifiably upset about it. I said in that post that I'm not going to ding uh, Wheeler for having a human reaction. He was visibly upset on yeah. Friday talking at his and locker. And he and he said that on Saturday, look, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't have done that. That was obviously the wrong way to handle it. But we talk about the athletes mentality all the time right. which is simply that they have to think that they can get the job done they have to think they're the best but he hasn't had a healthy season in, in ever which, <laughs> which so. is what i said i said look it's a meritocracy around here now you don't just get to be the starter because that's what you say you are and i think he can change some minds 
Here's one thing that's not in the blog post that I think is worth watching. Now that Vargas is going to be in the rotation, we know he is, I think Steven Matz might be in a little trouble dropping into the bullpen himself. Obviously, you want to have that second lefty as a compliment to Blevins. Now that they have the lefty in the rotation, they could, if Wheeler impresses and Harvey impresses, and they say, you know what, Steven Matz had a hard time staying healthy, maybe he becomes the second lefty. And that's something where they could do where, all right, maybe Matz goes out there instead of Wheeler. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I think they will take a traditional approach of the two lefties and breaking them up. Uh, I tweeted earlier in the week that I envision Vargas probably starting the second game of the year. So I think they'll set it up where Vargas is essentially there too, you know, in theory, in execution, or I should say. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that can go on there. And the reason why it seems like our thoughts are so scattered here is that there are so many things that we could do from Wheeler to Harvey to Matt to Lugo and Gesellman, which is the uh, topic of our next call, is it not? It is. What? Who is it? Is that Aria and uh, Varakaway? Yep. Yeah. What's up, man? What's, you guys doing? what's going on? Talk to me. All right. First of all, two weeks ago, I called in and then I had to hang up because I got pulled over and was going to an accident with a cop. <laughs> well, we don't like that. <laughs> no, we don't want that. Um, anyway, um, I was wondering, um, we haven't really heard much about the plans for Gazelman and Lugo. They are pretty powerful weapons still. I mean, what do you think the Mets' plans are for them as well? Um, I like the fact that they got Vargas, another lefty, just to diversify the uh, the rotation. I think you know you need to have that that combination of righty and lefty. Yeah, I tend to agree, and and that's what we were just discussing before we had you on. I think that with Lugo and Gaselman, and thanks for the call. I think with Lugo and Gaselman, it boils down to this: Lugo is probably going to be, I would have to say, the six, that guy that can swing back and forth. We always hear about the spin rate on his curveball. I do think that would play nicely for a multiple inning out of the bullpen scenario. Gesellman, to me, if he's going to have a major league future, is and I've said this before, is a, as a short inning reliever. I think you know, is the only two guys that I think that are on the board that we were hoping that they're short things are Noah and Jim. yeah. You know what I mean? So after that, who knows what's going to happen? That's why we have six weeks of spring training to figure out the stream here. Uh, that's not good. No, uh, we're still going. Uh, are you sure? I'm looking at Okay, but there was a little bit of a gap there for a second. I don't really know what the hell just happened, well, but okay. whatevs. Um, so we are going to, uh, I think we have another call waiting, but did you see a couple? I'm sure you did see it because you're a wrestling head, and on Monday, my buddy Brian who, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins, sent me a text, and I wasn't exactly sure what I was looking at until he popped in the screen. So let's play this here, and I'm pretty sure you saw it. But mm -hmm. What's up, everyone? We are live here in Phoenix, Arizona, getting ready for Monday Night Raw. But according to the numbers, what else goes down here in Dana? Spring training. Spring training, and we got some of the San Francisco Giants in the house. We got Derek. We got Hunter. We got Tyler. We got my man Apollo. What's and we happening? we got my boy, uh, me, my girl. We got my girl, Dana Brooke. And we're getting ready to bring these guys into the greatest fraternity in all the world. Tell them what it is. Let's get ready to bring them into official. There they are. My personal invites for tonight's show. Boys, welcome to Kurt Hawkins Hall of Heroes. Uh, 
Alright, first of all, this guy ain't won a match in about two years. So you definitely don't want to be associated with him. And number two, he's a Mets fan. Who is Kurt Hawkins, man? Get out of here. Man, take a show with you, man. Take a show with you. Now, let's get back to the business. Ladies and gentlemen, bringing in the San Francisco Giants live at the Titus. So what the hell's going on there? He doesn't win? Curry. Is that like his thing? That is his thing now. I didn't I didn't know. He's I don't watch quite, wrestling. He's been on quite a losing streak. Is that what the shirt means? Like zero and all like so then is are they gonna let him win eventually? I don't know. <laughs> he's got a little uh good thing. Is Look, that a good is that a good thing? I mean, if you're getting T V time, that's a good thing. Yeah. If you're getting paid regularly, that's a good thing. It's a great thing that he's wearing the seven line in uh WWE promo stuff. It is. Too. It is great. Um, so shout out to him. Look, I, I I love Brian or Kurt and I don't know which he prefers. But he stopped in here actually on a show day, but he couldn't hang out before yeah. you showed up. But uh we've got to get him on the show eventually. Great guy. And uh we actually sat right I was right in front of him for game four of the World Series. We like oh, yeah? it just worked out like that. No yeah, way. yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. I sat uh, right in front of him and his brother, and that was a that was a blast. And he, um, he's always well, repping the Mets. His stuff's always yeah. blue and orange. A few years ago, we helped like design some ring gear, gear yeah, for him. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Is it called ring gear? It's ring gear. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, there's a uh, there's a women wrestler um, named Bailey. She's from the Bay Area, uh-huh. and she was she put out a tweet that said, "Does anybody out there make wrestling gear?" And people are tweeting at us. Like, oh, really? We well, we don't make that. wrestling gear. He kind of well, just took a t shirt design and was right, like, right, "Hey, right, run with it." Right. Does she wear blue and orange? She mixes it up. Maybe they can do a showman's or something. I don't know. There you go. But no, I mean, <laughs> look, I, not to get too inside baseball here or whatever, but I think that he has done a really remarkable thing. He was with the company, left, came back. I think that he's a great guy and he's gainfully employed. And I think anything that makes you memorable on TV in WWE is a good thing. So good for Kurt Hawkins. We love him and he's a good friend. Uh, also good for... For them is uh, Tim Tebow <laughs> says that uh, he's going all in. He dropped a bunch of weight and uh, his swing looks good, man. His swing looks better it, than it did. It looks good. And I'm going to go ahead and say it looks good. Mickey Calloway and well, Mickey Calloway kind of said like, you know, he wouldn't be here if he wasn't destined to eventually, hopefully, sniff the big leagues. Right. That's that's why he's there, right? It's not supposed to be for uh, publicity and selling jerseys, but he did bring a bunch of revenue to major, minor league baseball last year. Um, but anyway, besides the point, Sandy says he's going to make the big leagues. Well, what's Sandy supposed to say? I don't. Not that he's he's not. If you sign the guy to a developmental, they didn't contract, say that last year. Yeah, but he says he. Env- I envision any of my prospects basically getting to uh, getting a chance to play in the major leagues. Why, I mean, that would be. That why would, would they be in your organization if you didn't envision them being that, a major league player? Okay, at some okay. Point? That would be great. But like Tim uh, Riley put up a blog this week about it, or a couple days ago right. about it. Um, if he does, what did he write here? Um, oh, the, uh, the, 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 the disease thing? No, he wrote something like, if this actually happens... Okay, uh, but if Tim Tebow steps foot into City Field in 2018, that means things will have gone very badly for the Mets, obviously. Bad to the point where the whole roster is on the disabled list and 100 outfield prospects ahead of him have been quarantined with some sort of contagious virus. Yeah, so... Not this year. I mean, maybe he'll. I was gonna say it. he didn't say he could probably start for the Marlins, but you know, I don't, I don't think- know. He probably couldn't, <laughs> but and he probably couldn't. There is still probably enough major league talent. I was just making a look, joke. Look, yeah. here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I actually think this got way blown out of proportion. First of all, I don't think it's Tim Tebow's fault that people are fascinated with Tim Tebow. The guy doesn't make a 
you know a big deal about himself. People make a big deal out of him. So I don't really see where I this like is it. a problem. I like we're t- we're team Tim. Oh, we're we are. I would love to. If he makes the major leagues, it's probably because it's warranted. It's probably going to be a September call up. And I'm probably either not going to care because they're 20 games up in the standings or I'm not going to care because they're 20 games back in the standings. What I, I don't understand the outcry. As far as the general manager goes, he is supposed to believe that if the guy is in your organization that you one day envision him as a major league player. That's I don't understand what else he's supposed to say. What other soundbite do you want from the guy? I don't think it's anybody's fault. Dude, that... ESPN broke into the press conference. Like it's like a big deal, you know but what I mean? ES- like you say stuff like that and it's going to make headlines, you know? Only because it's Tim Tebow. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember this this mania last year, but he also wasn't invited to big league camp last year either, right? If uh, for example, if they if he said the same thing about Chris Flexen, would it be a big deal? No, cuz he actually already made the bigs. Right, but if okay, so if he okay, so if he said this about somebody who hasn't made the major major league roster yet, well, do you think that uh, Russell's going to make the big uh, big leagues? Uh, uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson, probably not. That's not my business because I'm not a, I'm not a Yankees fan, so I really couldn't care less if Russell they envision Russell Wilson making the big leagues. So another guy making headlines uh, today or yesterday, uh, Wilmer Flor- Flores is uh, being experimented in the outfield again. And uh, we actually have our boy, Tim Fitzpatrick here, who wrote the blog post. We've been chilling for him the past couple of weeks to tell you to follow him on Twitter. So uh, we do have Tim here. He pays um, us. He pays us to do that. So, Tim, even though people can go and read this, basically, what was the gist of it here? It, it was essentially they, uh, the Mets are giving him at least a couple of reps um, in, in the outfield on the off chance they're, they're desperate. For right, an outfielder right, right. because they had they only they're only bringing uh, four outfielders uh, to the roster on opening day because Michael Conforto is going to start out on the disabled list. Um, I kind of put you on the spot there, so sorry. Yeah, I, I don't no, expect no, no, you to fine. remember the whole blog post. Uh, <laughs> and it, uh, honestly, honestly, it's going to be it's almost exclusively going to be in late game situations and like a double uh, double switch or something like that. Um, if anyone is getting worried about him spending a ton of time in the outfield, um, I would I would say just relax. It's it's just to get the reps. It's just to allow the team more flexibility. I, I thought you made a great point because how many times have we seen the Mets ask a player to go play out of position during the season? And then they just were like, oh, yeah, well, we didn't have him take reps there in spring training because we didn't really think he would be out there. But but he's going to play right field. Right. Oh, okay. You know, at this time, they're actually taking the steps like, okay, I could envision Wilmer Flores out in right field on a Thursday matinee game where they're going against Clayton Kershaw and they want to sit Jay Bruce down because he's struggling against lefties where they want to give Adrian Gonzalez a breather at first base or as Drupal Cabrera is banged up at second. So how many times uh, have we seen that? And obviously in the instances that mentioned in the infield, he would play the infield. But how many times have we seen Okay, we're going to put Flores in the outfield. Okay, did he get any reps there? Well, no, he took some fly right, balls right, right. before well, like last year with Reyes. batting practice. End of the yeah. season, put Reyes out there, you know? It was like, okay, Reyes is going to get some work out there, and he didn't really work out there much last spring. I mean, he, uh, w- anyway, I think they're finally doing the right thing and saying, hey, we want to get this guy's bat in the lineup. Might as well see if he can play out there. For him, I could see it being pretty frustrating, though. I mean, you want a spot. You want a spot and get used to it and, you know, see what you could do. Obviously, people are uh, a little... Um, you know what? Under under uh, under impressed by his defense. So. Well, that's what I was just going to say. And let me just point this out. 
Okay, because I think I, we got a lot of feedback. I saw a lot of feedback on that post where he's going to be the next Murphy. They're going to mess him up, and then he's going to go on and be an MVP somewhere else. You know what? If if Wilmer Flores could field a ground ball at third base, he'd be the starting third baseman. That's the bottom line because they, I, I think the Mets would have appreciated probably saving the money, and they wouldn't have gone out and get got Todd Frazier. <laughs> so if Flores was, was good enough defensively, the problem is he's bad defensively, not just like – He's really bad defensively at third base, specifically. Um, so I don't understand this idea that, oh, well, that, you know what? The only reason that the Mets tried everything they could to get Daniel Murphy's bat in the lineup. Then, obviously, he learned something, something clicked, yeah. and, and we, so, we got the benefit of it, and then he went somewhere else. He's coming off injury uh, this year. I wonder yeah, what had, his numbers are going to be. That's a great question because I'm glad you brought that up because he had microfracture surgery, which yeah. is a pretty – Tough knee surgery to go through, and it has changed the course of they players' think he's going to start for opening day? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him. I haven't either. Uh, so anyway, good, oh, good I job on one, the blog post. I heard post. one thing about him, and we should bring this up very quickly because okay. baseball is for everyone. Um, Billy Bean uh, had some quick comments. Not the Oakland A's general manager. Former Major League player Billy Bean, who is in charge uh, in charge of the inclusion program for Major League Baseball and said him and Daniel Murphy and Daniel Murphy's wife have become close friends. Wow, really? Yeah, since a couple, to couple years ago. Yeah, there was this whole the whole thing after Murphy, you know, came out and basically said he didn't agree with the gay lifestyle, um, which, I mean, I, it's not a lifestyle. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not really a choice you make. But I understand what I always have said about that. Daniel Murphy in all my interactions with him have been has been such a great person. And he grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. I can't imagine like he was exposed to a ton like we are in New York with, with different uh you know avenues and cultures. I think it's great that Daniel Murphy has since opened his mind and he's and Billy Bean said that he that's has great. he's looked at it in a different way. So good for Daniel and good for uh, Billy Bean there. Absolutely, that's fantastic. Uh, so we are going to get to some voicemails, but we still do have some time for some live calls. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. And if you want to win some free stuff, all you got to do if you're watching live right now is click that share button. And if you're listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. We appreciate your downloads. Definitely try to leave us a, uh, a rating, subscribe, and uh, tell your friends and do all that good stuff. We are still number one. I'm, I'm waiting for us to get knocked off. Why? That's not going to happen. I, I hope not. I mean, obviously, you know, we could just say it. SNY puts out a lot of content digitally, yeah. uh, and they're on iTunes as well. And um, we were always number two to a lot of their programming last year, but so far. We're it. Top dogs. So it's pretty cool. They should uh, catch up. They should catch up. Or bring us on board either way. One or the other. I don't know. I kind of like what we're doing now. Independent. Independently we based. We got a phone call here from a guy named uh, Myron uh, in Virginia. Hey, fellas. It's Myron Curtis calling in from Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, got a question for you guys. A little off baseball topic. Uh, since the reigning spring training in the MVP isn't making his way down this year. Uh, who uh, who are our bets on uh, this year? I, I'm going to go with a uh, with a front runner, uh, Justin Brubaca. I think he's going to take it. I'll take the call off the air, fellas. 
Uh, of course, it's going to take the call off the air because it's a voicemail. Uh, I love that part of it. But uh, shout out to Myron in Virginia. I love the bromance that Brew and Myron yeah, have. have. Myron's not strong. making it down this I year. Have, I have to tell you, man. Are we what? doing this? I mean, I'm going. I got to start keeping track. Last year, I took I no say. notes as far as the uh, awards yeah, yeah. are concerned. But last year, we did like the best babysitter, the... What, what kind of I can't All remember like stuff, MVP drunk, that was, <laughs> drunkest that was like our first foray into like scripted segments yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no I don't which you did a great job with by you, the way and I was doing a little drum roll over here yeah it was cool um I don't, I don't know. know we can do it. If you take the notes. I gotta, I mean, yeah, you know what it is? After a weekend where I'm kind of running around like crazy, uh, I, I, I tend to forget some stuff. Yeah, so maybe I'll collaborate up. with some people like, oh, remember this happened on Saturday? Yeah, exactly. Things pop up. And the stuff you remember, usually that makes the decision So I think we should. You. So maybe next so who, week we'll do our yeah. spring training awards next Thursday. So who's your front runner? I have no idea. You know what it is? People ask me, who's going to spring training? I never remember. Who, I don't even know when I'm leaving tomorrow. I don't know the thousand people that are going to be on the berm. But I, I think my eyes will be open and I'm going to be watching so all right well see it's an open field spring then. training we're gonna uh, we can shill for uh, new era that's the yeah. spring training hat it is it is it's the low profile version uh the what's the material the i've seen that they're not like they don't do very well with sweat it looks like there's like a huge ring <laughs> we're gonna shill for new era and tell them how bad their hats are well, that's a great looking hat but <laughs> it I, is, as no, far it as is. the players are concerned it is. it's not uh, like a diamond 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 no diamond. it is not diamond era which upsets me very very much oh, that's it's, one of your favorites a, right yeah it's a polyester blend some kind of polyester blend. but the front's there's not some, it's not embroidered spandex right? in there no it's uh it's like a look at that it's like a raised emblem like a rubber oh, it's like rubber raised emblem or something. yeah yeah what i they call that like chroma flex or whatever on the jerseys nowadays. you know what they're doing a lot of stuff is like uh like riveted on um like I don't know if it's aluminum or something. I'll show yeah. you. I got something in the. What in they the back. should do, though, uh, let me just. Uh, as long as we're talking about spring training caps, spring you training, are the uni guy. You yeah, did the right? uni panel exactly. at uh, uh, QBC. Yeah. As long as we're talking about spring training caps, um, can we get a little bit more creative, guys? It's the same friggin' thing as an alternate cap from like two years ago. There, there are some great designs out there. The Orioles use uh, like a, a throwback Oriole logo. Um, you have the Rockies who took their mountain logo and put the, like the colorado state flag saw that really amazing, really really cool amazing amazing uh let's get a little bit more creative but i don't guys. think it's who does it though? it's i don't, the Mets. The I, don't Mets design I, them. I doubt it yes yes really? so the new era probably i would the the usually, maybe they want to be a little bit more traditional like go i mean not to completely copy everything from the yankees but be a little bit more just streamlined I mean, with your have, logos and be very simple like, why not something why not the m logo why not the skyline they can do the rubberized thing why not the skyline why not some anything anything else to I mean, just kind of mix it up i'll collab I'll yeah collab. yeah let's get some let's if get they're some things interested, going maybe man. right here a little collab let's throw, go throw a little one percent this Come way on, man because i'm not i'm not feeling like <laughs> i almost didn't buy this because it's the exact same thing as last year and the but year you before. did well i did because i had a, a traumatic incident and i wanted to buy myself a present well there you go <laughs> there you go do you want to tell us what that is i just fell down Oh, you did tell me about that. We, yeah. we were going to keep that off the air, though. Yeah, whatever. I fell down. I'm better now. Oh, so you, are you ready to talk about it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I fell down. There's not much more you can say. All right. So this is actually three weeks in a row that we're getting a phone call from the UK. Oh, wait. Hey, guys. Oh, Adam from Wrong one. What hey, guys. This is Les from Mets UK Twitter. First of all, we all love the show over here in the UK. It makes us feel that we bet closer to the ball club. Uh, but if Major League Baseball decided to bring the Mets to the UK for a regular season series, uh, would you guys consider doing a seven-line outing over here to London? I wish I had an accent. 
because he sounds less sounds so cool. Less sounds and so shout cool. out to Mets UK Twitter account. Yeah, they're he always. Actually, yeah. He writes like, "All right, six p.m. Eastern on Wednesday was really our time." And you know, yeah, it's, like it's eleven great. Greenwich means uh, Greenwich Mean Time and all that stuff. He's awesome and he's super clear. Yes, very well spoken. Great. We did talk about this last year, but I, I know we have a lot of new viewers and listeners. Yes. If the Mets do go over there, which yes. I think it might happen next year, in yes. two thousand nineteen, we will be there. Yes, hundred percent. I'll be there, and you're coming, a hundred percent. And obviously, it'll be in a much larger venue than a ballpark. Uh, so I can picture if enough fans are interested in going over. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of an expensive trip. Yeah. I think we'll need way more than 1,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. Well, I would 100% go. I love London. I, it's it's one of the cities I've been abroad. I am dying, too, to take a little Ireland. <laughs> no, not, not, not. No, 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 no. I was not, thinking of something, something else. What was that? Were you, what were I'm you from thinking? London. And it's, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, it's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah. He's not like, you're from London. He's like, is that, are you trying to? Uh, <laughs> no, that's when he's like, oh, I knew that guy. He was my way. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's stupid accent, me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great movie, man. We got one more here. Hey guys, Adam from Atlanta. Uh, just going to see where I could watch Loyal to the Last Out. I missed it last year. I didn't have MLB Network at the time, and uh, yeah, I'd really love to watch it. So I was just curious if there's a way I could watch it, where I could watch it, how I could go about doing that. That would be awesome since I missed it. Uh, that's about it, guys. I'll see you on April 21st down here in Atlanta. You should yell at Josh Oshinsky, who... Can you believe it's been almost a year already? Yeah, that's That's crazy. unbelievable since that party. So yeah, I badger Josh all the time because... Not that I want to see it again. I downloaded it. I have it on mm-hmm. my computer. Um, I'm not a narcissist like that. Like I can't wait for it to be online yeah. again or on TV. But we get emails, tweets, texts, whatever from people all the time. Where can I watch this if they didn't DVR it when it was on MLB Network? So I hit up Josh. Uh, actually, a couple weeks ago, he told me. He's, he, congrats to him and his wife. They just yes, had a, I was just a baby say. boy. AJ, so he's got enough yeah. on his plate for me yeah. instead of me bothering yeah, him about loyalty to last out. But uh, he actually did hit me up a couple weeks ago prior to the to the birth. And he said, listen, uh, probably just so I stop bothering him. Yeah. It is going to be out very, very soon. And obviously, Sports Illustrated is going to be heavily involved in it. Um, it is now a year-old story, but it's really a timeless story because it's more yeah. about the group and the roots and bringing fans together. So, yes, it will be out very soon. Uh, I'm thinking within at least like a month and a month and a half. So, awesome. Uh, Loyal to Last Out will be up again, and we'll obviously let you guys know where you can watch I'm it. I'm waiting so. for the updated version where there's an epilogue at the end where we win the World Series, and it's you just crying. In the- <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird about that? What? We never really spoke about it. What? I had to film alternate endings. Did you? I did. So like, oh, pretend that the Mets just uh, lost a wild card. I'm like, well, can you just ask me like after the wild card if they lose? I'm like, I can't. Pre- I can't be like, we just won. You know what I mean? So it was almost like I got my first sniff of what it might be like doing a confessional after in like Big Brother or yeah. Survivor or you know whatever. That's cool. When they sit down, obviously they they talk about the whole episode mm-hmm. and they know what happened. Obviously, you know what I mean. It's a little weird, but yeah, I did film it. I mean, I hate that man. When I, like, I, I didn't want to do it. I was like, I really don't want to do this. It's it's a jinx. And I don't want to do it. So, but I did it. I well, mean, you I did ha- it. You I did it. Ha- and then look it. what happened. So it's obviously all your fault. I, yeah, I screwed up. But it's yeah. not the it's not the mayor's fault. It was my fault. Yeah. Uh, so what we did last week, we pinned two players against each other for just a friendly challenge. Uh, but before we get to that, six three one three eight eight five one nine five. We have time for at least another call or two. Uh, so anyway, we are going to try to do this each week if the fans are into it. We got thousands of uh, votes this week on the polls. And I tried something new this week, and I actually put the polls up on the Instagram story, which gets a lot more traction than Twitter. Um, our Twitter account, Orange Blue Thing, only has a few thousand followers. Instagram has like 80,000 followers. You know what? Why is that? 
Can I yell at people? People for don't it? tend because you know what it is. I don't blame them because if I write something no, on you orange, always, you always I blame the people always. <laughs> but think of it this way: yeah. they know if I write something on orange blue things Twitter, I'm right. probably going to retweet it on the seven line. I'm probably right. going to retweet it on mine. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so it's your fault. But I think you kind of have to. You think you kind of have to do that to like right. build it a little bit. No, it's fine. Maybe we can start I'm, doing some exclusive. I'm, content. Ju- I'm just messing around. But you know what I mean. Like you don't need around. to follow t- ten accounts. Right. But um, right. anyway, orange I'm just blue I'm, thing. I'm just kidding around. I mean, I'm I'm angry. But I'm just <laughs> so there were three questions, putting Yo and Bruce against each other uh, in a few different batting uh, stats here, and the first one was home runs, and it was actually very, very, very close, only off by one percent when you put the the orange and blue thing. Twitter account numbers up against the seven lines Instagram numbers. The question was, who will hit more home runs in 2018, Yo or Bruce? Almost 1,000 people vote on the Twitter account. Yo, 69%. Bruce, 31%. And Instagram, same question. Yo, 70%. Bruce, 30%. And that actually got uh, over you know, almost 3,000 votes on that one. So uh, are you in agreement with that one? I voted. I think it comes down to health. If Yo's on the, on, on the field for yeah. the whole season, then. Yeah, I think that's basically what it boils down to. Absolutely. So I guess the, the question should have been if they're both healthy for the year. But well, I'll assume that they're both Okay, so we're assuming they're both healthy. I'm, I'm, are you surprised that using two different platforms, it's that close, down to a percent? I am. Pretty wild. That's very strange. Pretty wild. All right, next one up was uh, RBIs. So RBI question was who will have more RBIs in 2018? Yeah. Yo or Bruce, also very, very close. Yeah. Yo with 55%, Bruce with 45%, again, almost 1,000 on Twitter, and almost 3,000 on Instagram. Yo, 49%, Bruce, 51%. So Bruce won that one on Instagram, and Yo won it on Twitter. What do you think? In, what do you think I actually happen? voted for Bruce because RBIs is complete crapshoot. You know, like, who the heck knows? Because you don't know how the guys in front of you are getting on. Um, if, would you rather a stat be, for a guy, would you rather him have more RBIs or more home runs? You'd say RBIs, right? I would say home runs. Yeah. Because home runs are within his control. Like, if he's hitting more home runs, he can control how many home runs he's hitting, but he can't control who's on in front of him. No, I know. I, no, that's, that's, that's right? true. But, I mean, you know, having high numbers in both is, is excellent. I was going to say, I would, I would prefer that my three and four hitters, which I imagine these is what, is what these guys are going to be, do well in both. But, I mean, I think that home runs is a stat completely predicated by what you do with the pitches you see right. versus RBIs being a stat that is totally dependent on how many guys get in front of you on base. And if some you, guys have just great hitters when people are on base, though. that's I mean, true. You know what I mean, that's so it's true. like, you know, that's true. and they should be because pitchers are distracted and throwing different pitches and they, they should be, but I voted for Bruce here because I think that if yo has a good year and I think he will have a good year, I think eventually they're going to make Bruce hurt them and Frazier hurt them. Um, they're, you know, opposing pitchers that is. So I do think that Bruce will have to have a good year if Cespedes is having a good year. And I think he will. So how about that? So yeah. we got, we got one more here and this was the only I love when you don't know what to say to the thing. You just go, <laughs> I just how about let that? you finish it. <laughs> yeah, all right. And next, yeah, all right. this one was a complete runaway, um, yeah. on both platforms. So who will get more MVP votes in 2018? Yo on, uh, Twitter, 87%, Bruce, 13%, and on Instagram, 80% for Yo and 20% for Bruce. So across the board on both platforms, we're seeing very, very similar numbers here. And I think that, you know, Yo actually said last week he, he's got he's got uh, MVP back on his mind. And you know what he's doing now that we talked about last year? when he No was, golf and yoga. No. Is he doing no golf? I didn't no read golf. about the no golf, but no I read golf. yoga. And we yeah. all said it last year, you know, 
adapt some uh, more moves that improve flexibility and strength yep. rather than just being strong right. and having you know massive legs and deadlifting the world. So I'm glad that uh, he listened and took our he advice. He did. He did. I think he watches the show, so I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what dictated his off-season workout plan. I mean, look, that's it's obviously the the key to it all, right? Is staying on the field. And how do you stay on the field? Bulk doesn't necessarily help you stay on the field. It's just it is what it is. So I think that keeping him hydrated, which again is a is another key point of trying to keep these guys on the field. Make sure maintaining flexibility. We talked about that last week with Gelbs. They're testing their weight on the way out and on the way in. Now, I mean, yeah, which that's... is great. I mean, for a guy who says he doesn't like the taste of water, I mean, I guess they got to take every precaution necessary. Put some know? something in it, man. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> what was that crystal light? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah drop yeah, some crystal light in yeah, there. Drop you know, some in there. Yeah, a little like, raspberry crystal. Fifty-five-year-old like soccer mom. Drop some crystal light in there. <laughs> the next caller to get. Through. Don't be mad at me. So- I'm sure we don't have a big <laughs> soccer mom demographic. We might. We might. The next caller to get. Through through we'll play what's in the box 631-388-5195 you get to talk to tim then talk to us and win some free shit uh in the meantime share the show you can also be in the running for the gift card which we will give out at the end of the show the girl today actually hit me up she used it from last week this morning so what you buy i don't even know but she hit me up and says this isn't working i was like it's definitely working here's the code are you sure you typed it incorrectly and then the order came through and oh can i tell you this really cool thing one of my boys from high school uh, really talented baseball player, actually. Played with Chris Colabello in the Can-Am League. Uh, Mike McMillan uh, was interim head coach over at NYT for a little while. He's coaching at a at a different school now. And he uh, he hit me up, and he's like, he showed me, he was wearing his orange and blue thing shirt. And no his way. son had his Mets hat on, and, and they were, like, ready for the season. So Speaking I think that's of, awesome. uh, the 7line.com, pick up I a T-shirt. I was going to say, as, more people should be repping our T-shirts. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, support the show. Show us you like what you do. Like You like what we do. You obviously like what you do. <laughs> so, you know. What's and with it, me and getting tongue-tied lately? I don't know. Maybe we're not drinking enough. I think that's what it we, is. Last season, we drank a lot more. We did drink a lot more last season. You know, once the beers start becoming free... I mean, not that we're cheap, but maybe we'll start drinking more of them. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, we have some a lot of cool things going on that we we're do, planning. We do, but, you know, we but, won't chill too much till we get that contract. And that's but. the whole thing. And I think more people <laughs> should reach out to us and tell us how, how excellent we are and how much value we can add to their business. We are going to play What's in the Box in a second, but I got a couple programming notes here. I don't even know if you'd call it programming notes, but just some, uh, some stuff we should remember if you're coming down to Florida for uh, spring training. The bowling outing is this Friday. Six to nine. It's only <coughs> it was only thirteen bucks. Uh, I do have a couple wristbands left. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring them with me to opening day on Friday. If you see me and you want to come bowling, uh, let me know. I'll have them in my backpack. The outing starts. The bowling outing starts at six o'clock. But definitely get there early. You want to get your shoes. You want to get uh, situated on the lane. You don't want to cut into your bowling time. And um, if we do sell out like I did last year, I'll put all the rest of the money into the open bar. So what we did last year is we ran a bar tab, and once it was done, I, I used the credit card and paid it off. But uh, we might actually put a spend on this year on each lane if you want to. If your lane doesn't drink and you want to get a pitcher of soda and some fries, you cool. can do that. So um, also the gates open at 10 a.m. for us on Saturday. The outing actually the game is actually at, at one. The uh, the gates open at 11 a.m. for the general public, 10 a.m. for us. So if you want to get that extra hour in, definitely be early. So uh, we do have someone on the line here to play everyone's, uh, which means me, uh, favorite. Well, I like the game. You like the game, but you don't partake in the dancing portion of the game. I do not. I do not partake in the dancing which portion. Which you will eventually. Uh, let's get our contestant... On the line, uh, we got Greg in Philly to play What's in the Box. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? 
Uh, we're just hanging. What's up with you? Nah, same here, same here. Love the show, man. Glad you guys could have me. What is it, like 80 degrees in Philly today? Yeah, yeah. High, high of 75. You know, it's kind of crazy. Tomorrow it goes to a high of 45. So, you know, oh, that's nice. I'll give everyone a nice cold. So let me ask you, uh, you are a Mets fan, but are you one of those degenerate Eagles fans as well? <laughs> I am not. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan on that. Uh, so, yeah, well, yeah. we're sorry I to, to hear I that. I have to deal with the... Uh, the yeah, the come down. <laughs> well, we're sorry to hear that. So are we, but that's okay. I mean, so uh, today it's usually one, two, three, or four. Uh, it's going to be one, two, or three today. You get whatever's in the package. All right, sounds great. So, what do you uh, got? One, two, or three? Number three. All right. You got to give me something to open this shit with. Wow, this is a throw back and a hate. What's that? No way! KB is my homeboy. That's Look at awesome. this. Look at this old school. What size are you? I'm a large. Okay, well, this is an XL, so put it in the dryer and let it shrink. Awesome. It's a throwback. <laughs> KB is my homeboy t-shirt. These, I mean, geez, what do you make these? 2011? I have no idea. 12? Uh, <laughs> maybe 12 or 13. And KB... Who's an Eagles fan? So is he? Know, yeah, KB was a, is a oh, is a big God. Eagles fan. So he's uh, he's got some roots down in uh, South Jersey. So, All right, Greg, stand in line. Uh, give Tim your address. We'll mail this out for you. Awesome, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it a lot. No thanks, problem, man. bud. Um, so speaking of KB, do you like how the how the before you go on to that? Do you like how things work out with the with the what's in the box gifts? Like we did, we gave away that kid shirt. Last week was the mo- was that the was most weird, perfect man. One. That was strange. But what was it? The one before that, we asked like, "Oh, what's your size?" It was a kid that called. I'm like, "It was a Conforto T-shirt." Like, yeah, what yeah, size? Yeah. Like, small, like, small. Like, yeah, it's so weird. It doesn't often, but it, it has it's, more often than not. Kind of cool. I mean, in everyone's sizes, stickers, and we did that a couple times too. So, yeah, well, uh, it's yeah. not my fault. You pick, you pick. So anyway, I, I hit up my old boy or our our old boy KB. Yeah. I think a few. I think it was last week actually. I texted him about something. And, he, and I said, listen, we got to have you back on the show. Production yeah. value went up tremendously <laughs> yeah. uh, since the last time we were pulling in his phone call through some weird Internet app. And we could hear him perfectly. We thought the interview was great. But the people at home were like, ah, I missed kind of uh, half dude, of it. Dude, I can't relive that. <laughs> so we are going to get KB back on as a guest. I'm not exactly sure when, but he's on board. He said any time, brother. So uh, we'll make it happen. Um, I don't know if there's anything else for us to really shill for besides picking our share contest. If you haven't done that yet, you can click share right now to be in the last minute running again uh check out the sevenline.com for anything you need to know we are scheduled for the next two outings so i only announced that a couple days ago and we pull it up on the screen here while brian diddles around on uh chicken checking the uh, <laughs> diddles around on his chicken uh on the on the winner what? i have no idea what i'm talking about so uh, the next game to go up will be next Friday. We're skipping this week because I'm going to be in Florida. Next Friday at noon on Mets.com slash the 7 Line Army. It's the Subway Series. Yes, it is a little bit expensive. The Mets still consider the Subway Series to be as premium as opening day. So it is 129 bucks, but it also does get you the 7 Line Army's 2018 event jersey. Yes, we will be tailgating prior and also after the game is a post-game fireworks show. The other added advantage to this, uh, not advantage, but the added juice to it is that in years past, we've done both home games, and two years ago, we did all four. We did two there and two, uh, two in the Bronx and two at City Field. This year, we're doing one. We're not going to the Bronx, and we're only doing one at City Field. So if you want to cheer with us against the Yankees at City Field, 
Uh, it is Saturday, June 9th. Saturday night, we are definitely pre-gaming prior. And afterward is the fireworks show. 129 bucks on sale on the 2nd. Uh, Mets.com slash the 7 Army. And the Chase Field outing is also up. We are selling those on the 9th at noon on our website. We have 1,200 tickets available. They are We are connected again. 63 bucks. Um Chase Field in Arizona, $10 of D-bag, D-bucks concession credit, 63 bucks. Anyway, guys, so we are going to do our share contest right now before I get too aggravated on all the hiccups that we're having here. <laughs> before, you, before you call me you know D-bag weird? again. We have never in 40, almost 50 episodes have had the connection drop. I don't know what's going on tonight. Very weird. I don't know, man. Anyway, pick pick a winner. All right. <laughs> don't pick your nose. Pick a winner. Uh, Dominique Zenkis or Zenquis, um, I will send you a message. You are the winner of the gift card this of week. The gift card. All right, guys. So that's another episode in the books for uh, me, Brian, and Tim. Uh, thanks for watching us. We will be back next Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, facebook.com slash the seven line. It'll be our second annual spring training awards show. We are going to. Give out awards that you actually don't even get. I said Dominique. It's Dominic. Whatever. All right. Sorry, Dominique. Uh, sorry, Dominic. Dominic. Dom, Dom, Dominic. I'm going to call you that from forever. All right, Dominic. You're the winner. So see you guys next week. And, you know, everyone that's going out in Florida, see you tomorrow. See you Friday. See you Saturday. And uh, safe travels to everyone. And uh, that's it. Let's go Mets. Indeed. Indeed.